And welcome to part three of China's imperial growth. Last episode, we discussed how Xi Jinping has grown the world's second largest economy. The government's direct involvement with businesses allows certain companies to grow quickly, such as Huawei. And if foreign countries use Huawei's communication networks, then there's the potential the Chinese government can spy on foreign countries through Huawei's network. So for part three, we're going to take a deeper dive into China's espionage history, which has been a key element to Xi Jinping's regime. So the main goal of China's espionage is to collect sensitive information from foreign countries, any information that is useful for China's imperial growth. This most commonly includes military technology or technology developed by businesses. Verizon, Google, and Facebook are all companies that have reported Chinese hacking attempts. And while hacking information from leading U.S. companies is a significant part of Chinese espionage, on this episode, we are going to focus on the military information that China continues to steal. So in the U.S., there's the academic field of military technologies and applied science. This is an advanced degree field that develops future military technology. And just a few of the things this field develops includes aerospace technology, artificial intelligence, and missile guidance systems. Very abstract and the most cutting edge technology. And what's interesting is that universities that study this technology routinely accept postgraduate students from China, who on several occasions have proven to be informants for the Chinese military. Most recently, the Chinese consulate in Houston was recently shut down because Chinese military operatives were posing as military technology students. And on a few occasions, these students weren't even trying to hide it. Some of these students were using their Chinese military emails while they were studying at the U.S. University. So despite the long history of Chinese espionage in the United States, U.S. universities continue to work alongside Chinese students, where currently China's military force is one of the strongest global competitors to the U.S. military. So this shows a complete lack of concern, which I think is very interesting. Where right now, China is developing the world's most cutting-edge military that continues to rival the U.S. presence in the Chinese region, yet Chinese PhD students continue to study the most advanced U.S. military technology. So the point is, China's intentions as a growing imperial nation sparks little concern from U.S. universities and most U.S. citizens. On average, when people think about international threats, they think of the Middle East and ISIS or North Korea and Kim Jong-un, and a name that doesn't spark much concern is Xi Jinping. I think in the U.S., we just don't feel much of any threat. We are more concerned about terrorist attacks and terrorist organizations, which in themselves pose a much more immediate enemy and evil that is recognizable where China's imperial growth lacks a threatening appearance. And also, China's imperial growth hasn't really been seen since the British Empire 200 years ago. And I think it's this idea that's hard to relate to, that a country is growing rapidly in the hope of increasing their global influence, of becoming a superpower that can rival its enemies. ISIS sporadically wreaks havoc around the Middle East and Europe, 
but they don't have any type of systematic growth. They seem organized, but they pale in comparison to the calculated and large-scale development of China. And so China's rebirth of imperial ambitions in the 21st century that ended almost a century ago in Western Europe makes China's actions difficult to relate to because the world hasn't experienced a growing imperial nation in so long. And today, the idea of imperial ambition really feels antiquated. Today, we recognize how imperial behavior led to so much destruction. It led to the extinction of native populations, and it destroyed the environment. And so having similar desires in the 21st century seems anachronistic. But I think as... U.S. and Chinese tensions continue to rise in the South China Sea, and since the coronavirus, the threat of China will eventually be on people's radar, just not quite yet.